welcome to another episode of Comical Podcast. I'm Justin Corbett. I'm With Miguel me is Garza. Miguel Garza. I beat you to it this time. You did beat me to it. <laughs> and we also have a special guest today, Mr. Omar Spahi. Say hello, Omar. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Oh, you're pretty psyched. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a cat? <laughs> no, that's just my cat voice. I used to date Batman in his gay phase when he was in a Robin. I'm, instead of being Catwoman, I'm Catman. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Whoa. <laughs> well, cool. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Omar, and about uh, the projects you are working. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, we have uh, two books going on right now. We have Thaniel, which is actually coming out April 9th. We're doing a big push for it right now. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I've been working with Terry Huddleston, who's been who's an amazing artist, and he is just he's just such a handful of a person. He's just so fun and so like lively. You know, he's such a character when you when you hang out with him. And uh, the book is a, is a dark book. It's about the son of the Grim Reaper. It's a mature rated book. It's kind of like um, Boys in the Hood. It's like Dead Like Me. We checked out the first few pages and the previews, and it looks pretty graphic. It looks pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I was loving it. It's a big change from Xenoglyphs. Yeah. Uh, Xenoliths is, is definitely a lot more colorful and, and kid-friendly, and then Daniel's all of a sudden, it's like you're cursing in a book, and it's just like, it's it's apples and oranges. So it's fun to write two different kinds of books, like, and kind of go through different, like, array of books and stuff like that, so it's a lot of fun. Well, I'm not sucking up here to you, but, uh, like I said, we saw the preview to Daniel, <laughs> and I like Xenoliths, I really did, I enjoyed it. We read the uh, first couple of them that we were to get our hands on, I think that you actually helped us get. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I really, I, mean, I just like the way it follows. I like the guy. What's up, bro? Calm down, bro. <laughs> the Daniel, uh, Daniel looks really interesting. I think I'm going to enjoy it when it comes. Yeah, out. we're really excited to check it out. I don't know if you could send us like an advanced copy so we could read yeah, it ahead of time. I'll look you guys up. Score. That would be awesome. <laughs> We've already got it on scheduled to be put in our boxes at our local comic shop, but uh, you know we're very excited to check it out. <laughs> Well, normally what we do in the show is uh, we talk about the books that came out this week. We have uh, usually a top two and bottom two, and talk about one in particular, which is our pick of the week. Okay. Um, so how did, you, how did you feel this week, Miguel? What did you think were the best ones and the worst ones? My top two this week, uh, number one, well, I'll go backwards. Number two, Ten Grand. Have you ever read Ten Grand, Omar? I haven't read Ten Grand yet. The only stuff I've read from Straczynski has really been his Spider-Man stuff, so... You should check out Ten Grand. It's pretty good. It's it's not coming out very very frequently, but whenever the books do come out, it's a very interesting story. It's kind of a better Constantine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah cool. I, I read Constantine this week, and it, it's... Constantine's a fun book. It's just, like, it ties in with everything that's going on with Brett right now way too much. Yeah. So... <laughs> So what was your second choice? Uh, that, that was my second That was number two. Ten okay. Grand was number two, and you know how much I like it anyway. Number one was Deadpool. I actually went back to Deadpool because if you've, if you've been following here lately, you understand the story with his, you know, with the child, the butler, supposedly had his child somewhere, and, you know, he got all serious, and it's a very touching, moving story, and so now he's just killing. No, no, <laughs> really talk. He's just, just killing. It was an extremely violent issue. Oh, yes. He killed a lot, a lot of agents in some creative ways, like Deadpool's prone to do. Um, this? And he's making comments with Phil Coulson too, so it's kind of that's the funny part. But everything else, he's just wiping people out. It was just awesome. It was like the real Deadpool. Was this the new number one Deadpool, or was this Deadpool like? Was it still twenty three? It's still the same series. It's still twenty three. Yeah, I, I think it's switching over to the all new Marvel now at twenty eight. Yeah. Right after okay. the wedding. <laughs> Are you a big Deadpool guy? I am not. I Deadpool. I love the first few issues of the of the new run. But I didn't stick with it. I, I stick with about, I read about 70 or so comics a month, but Deadpool has not somehow made the cut. Really? Yeah, we, I've, made, I've, read the, I've read the digital stuff, if 
that makes sense. So I read like the the Gauntlet Infinite, you know? Yeah, we're on that too. So I, I've been reading that. That's just kind of like a quick, like, you know, you're in the bathroom and got five minutes to <laughs> Oh, no. That's a good way to kill time for sure. <laughs> reading in the bathroom. Oh, do I have stories about the bathroom? <laughs> Well, I agree with you. I think Deadpool was really good. I probably put that as my number two book for the week. Like you said, very violent. You know, it was great to see Deadpool back on an ass-kicking mo instead of. Uh, it's all been good. I think Jerry, Jerry Dugan and Brian Bussain have been doing a good job with the series the whole run. Uh, my favorite book of the week though was Charles Soule's She-Hulk. Uh, did you read that, Omar? I have not. I have not had a chance to read the She-Hulk issue. Well, apparently Charles Soule is a lawyer and yeah, in his day job. Too. And, and, you know, and nights and weekends, he writes comics, which I don't know how he does as many as he does, but... In the bathroom. <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything he puts out is pretty good. Yeah, and, seriously, Letter 44 has been awesome. He's, he's everywhere, and he's, and he's Superman, Wonder Woman, everything. And uh, funny story, I was in New York this year for New York Comic Con, and uh, a buddy of mine who writes uh, The Fifth Beetle, he invited us out to this kind of, like, weird, like, New York poetry place, and I was like, okay, the, what the hell's going on? So we get there... And it's like 10, 15 people like in a room. And then all of a sudden, like, we're like, someone comes on stage and is like, I'm Charles Sewell, this is my band. And then they just like start playing like a bunch of covers and stuff like that. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> wow. He's a lawyer. And, like, uh, he has a band and he writes like 30 books a month. Like, how does he do this? Yeah, that guy is crazy talented. Yeah, he really, really is. So. Wow. That is pretty cool. But yeah, She-Hulk, She-Hulk was my pick of the week. It, it, you know, my, my favorite book of the week. It was a lot of fun. You know, you get to see both sides of her persona. You see her as the lawyer and you see her as the ass kicker. So it's always nice when she gets written that way instead of just being one or the other. <laughs> yeah, she's a fun character. I, I haven't, the only real experience I have with She-Hulk is in FF. And that's still like very like kind of minor. Yeah. So I have, I mean, besides the, all the Marvel Alliance, Ultimate Alliance games and stuff like that, hmm. she's in those, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. It's been a while since I played. I played the first <laughs> Ultimate Alliance, and I played uh, all the X Men Legends ones. Oh yeah, those are a blast too. Uh, but I never played the second Ultimate Alliance. They're all the same. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty fun. <laughs> played them when you played them all. Yeah. So what? What about books you didn't like this week? Were there any on your list? Yeah, there was. Uh, I got two. The Walking Dead. Really? It had its moment. You know, I'm a big Walking Dead guy. Mm-hmm. But I told you earlier in the week, it felt like a filler. I mean, it, told, it was just like, oh, it was. This is what we're doing now. We're waiting to do this. We're going to run and hide. Had enough of that, man. Let's start killing. Uh, <laughs> you know, at the end, Negan does his thing, and that's the funny part to me. But it, it was just wasn't good for me, so that was my bottom. The other one, the worst, was X-Force number one. Did you read either one of those, Omar? I picked up Walking Dead this week. Um, Walking Dead, I, you know, I wouldn't put it in my worst this week. I thought it, I thought it was a good kind of continuation of uh, All Out War. I'm interested to see where that goes, and, you know, I'm sure at the end of the arc there's going to be some big change like there always is. And, but where was the war? I didn't see any war. There was a huge battle in the last issue, yeah. and they were all recovering from that. I, I agree with you. I didn't think it was anywhere near the worst book. I mean, it was just kind of middle of the pack, which exactly. is fine. That's where I put it, too, kind of middle of the pack. I thought it was, like, it's fun to, like, kind of go with them on their on their ups and downs and stuff like that. And go, they're going through wars. They go through battle after battle. And first they're on the offensive, now defensive. And now they have prisoners. Now they're going to have to try to figure out, strategize. They're going to switch locations. It's like, you know, you think of, like, the Civil War or something. It's like, had the Battle of Gettysburg, had the Battle of, you know, different locations. Yeah, so. you just can't be constant fighting all the time or your book gets boring real quick. Satisfy yeah. my bloodlust. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I'm going to enjoy Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we will. <laughs> No, I agree with you about X-Force, though. I oui, oui. I was really excited for it. I'm a big X-Force guy. I always have been. And I liked the roster for this team. You got Marrow, you got Phantom X, Dr. Nemesis, Cable. 
I thought it was going to be really good, but uh, there's a new guy writing it, and his name is escaping me right now. Oh, uh, C. Spurrier, then. Yeah, that's it. C. Spurrier. The art was fine. The art was kind of a different take, but um, the writing was kind of disappointing. I didn't really like the way that Phantom X was portrayed. They really made him kind of a caricature French character. He was almost like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> I mean, the whole time I was reading, I could hear him going, oh, and, and wee, wee, wee. <laughs> it was like a bad gambit. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. They didn't really do much with Marrow either. She was just kind of there. So, I don't know. There's potential because it's a really good team, but I have a feeling it's going to happen. What's, what happened to Thunderbolts is going to be what happened to X-Force. It's going to be this guy for a few issues, and then somebody else is going to come in and make it better. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. You never, you never know. Things can start off rocky and hopefully pick up, or else they get canceled, you know? We'll, we'll see. Yeah. For, for me, I think my top two books this week, should, should I do that too? Yeah, sure. Uh, for me, my number two was uh, was Nightwing. That's actually a title neither one of us are, re- are reading. It's the first time, I think, in like a long time, they've kind of made an origin for a new character that can essentially be like a, a Robin to Robin, so to speak, if... If it happens, like it, I'm, I'm interested to see, like kind of what role that character plays. In the, in Are you the talking about course. Bluebird? No, Bluebird. Okay. Bluebird's in Batman. Right. Bluebird's uh, oh, Harper Row. Yeah, Harper Row, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I haven't, I haven't actually read that. I haven't it already, but I haven't read Batman yet. But it's, it's a, it's a fun book because it's. I mean, Kyle's just really, really talented at, at writing that. So I've, it's always been one of my favorites, even since the New Fifty Two started. That's that's been always been one of my favorites, and. Uh, my number one book for the for the week is uh, Forever Evil Rogue's Rebellion. Are you guys reading that one? We're reading the main Forever Evil title and the Arkham title, but we're not picking up Rogue's Rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got it, but it didn't get it. It's an expensive hobby, and we have to make you know choices here and there. I mean, we, we read, what, 19 books this week, so... Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that's a slow week for us. <laughs> <laughs> we, read, we read a lot, but it, it's hard to read everything. You no, know, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh... I mean, me personally, my favorite character growing up has been The Flash, and uh, they've just Brian's done an awesome job with that book, and really kind of like making you care about all the rogues, and because Captain Cold's not really in it, so it's a fun kind of like connection to like these kind of no-name heroes that you've kind of seen growing up and seen them in Flash books, but it's like they finally get their own title and they all kind of have their own arcs, and, and it's been a really really fun book, hmm. and their journey has just been so much fun. Yeah, usually whenever I do skip stuff, I pick it up in trades at a later time. So uh, maybe I'll do that with Nightwing and with the Forever Evil stuff that we didn't actually get. Yeah, I definitely highly, highly recommend those because those are awesome. Cool. Well, I will look into that. And what was your uh, bottom ones, if you had any? I mean, for me, for from an artistic perspective, I don't want to, like, clown on... Like, I don't... It's just not my style. And it's like... Uh, you know, of course, it's a kid's book, so I'm going to start there. But Batman Little Gotham. <laughs> okay. The writing, like, all right, I understand it's a kid's book, but, like, the style of the art just hasn't resonated with me. Like, it's been 11 issues now, and it's just still not, like, it still doesn't feel like it's, uh, like, the... We understand that. We've had a lot of discussions about artwork versus writing and how important both are yeah. to the, the whole comic coming together. Exactly. And I just, I, I feel like it's kind of, like, the, the writing doesn't even work with the, the style of art, I don't feel like. But, you know, hmm. it's a kid's book, so I, I, I kind of take it as, like, all right, well, some kid's going to grow up with this, and he's going to love this style of art, and, and I'm going to be wrong in 20 years, so. <laughs> but we'll see. Hmm. I'm trying to think um, what the other book I had in mind was, because for me, I'm trying to, you know, just Batman Little Gotham was, like, kind of the, the book that I was just not overly hyped about. I'm trying to think uh, what else there was. You want to come back to me on that? Yeah, sure. It's no big deal. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that one. I mean, I read, I read Constantine yesterday, and 
that was just like okay, a little bit more of the same. So I wasn't really like overly pleased, but I wouldn't. It's still middle of the pack to me. So yeah, that's how most books are. I thought it was actually a pretty good week overall. There was a lot of number ones, a lot of new image books, a lot of good yeah. stuff. So it's kind of hard to even say anything was bad. Yeah. I mean, but if oh, we had, I have, one, I have one more. I actually want to throw under the bus. I, I just thought about it. Justice League three thousand. <laughs> I've heard a lot of yeah, stuff about oh, it. I'm yeah. not actually reading it, but I've heard a lot of things. <laughs> Here's my advice. Just don't. I'm not even, I don't even want to talk about it. Just don't even read it. <laughs> Stay away. So did you pick up Miss Marvel? I didn't. I have not picked up Miss Marvel. It was interesting. Uh, we didn't pick it up last week, but then there was the whole internet talk about it and all of Gail Simone's tweets about... What did she tweet about it? She tweeted something that was like pro-feminism, and then some guy started harassing her, and then a whole bunch of stuff happened, and there was a whole tweet war going on between different people. Uh, it was like the day that Miss Marvel came out, and it was all kind of centered around Miss Marvel because people didn't like the diversity. They wanted her to just be Carol Danvers. They didn't like that... Uh, I can't even remember the girl's name. The, the Pakistani girl was going to yeah, be... I don't remember her name either. Uh, the new Miss Marvel. A lot of people were really irritated by it, which I thought was really dumb. But because of all the controversy, we didn't even know what Ms. Marvel was about. <laughs> we went and picked it yeah. up, and it was actually a really good book. We enjoyed it. Nice, yeah. It's sad to see that when people are just, like, kind of, like, judgmental. Like, they, they expect certain things. And a lot of people, like, have grown up with certain types of characters. You know, like, if they decide to make Wally West black, or if they do something to, like, to make Ms. Marvel Pakistani, it's like, a lot of people are like, whoa, what the hell? Like, you're messing with this classic archetype that I know I've grown up with, and... A lot of people are like taken back by that, but yeah, they're stuck. They're stuck in their one mindset, and it's really hard for them to break out of it. Exactly, but you know, it'll grow and it'll change, and the industry's going to evolve, and it's changing for the positive. It's just taking a little while. Yeah, I mean, with with my books personally, when I write, I try to like, I try to make African American characters like the main focus. I try to like really bring them to the forefront, try to bring women to the forefront when I can, and uh, and I think that's important. Bring different you know, creeds and, and backgrounds and ethnicities all to, like, to people so people can kind of understand, you know, different things other than, like, the standard... That's awesome, because it can't all be, you know, buff white dudes. <laughs> Where's the buff brown yeah, guy? He's worked for DC and Marvel for a while, so... Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, you know, hopefully the, this it's going to change and people are going to start looking for, for new ways to uh, to define heroism, so I hope I'm in the forefront of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you will be. I'm still waiting for the buff brown guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where's your hero? I don't know. I don't have one. <laughs> we know what my hero is. Who's that? I tried to badly impersonate her two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> and Miguel's a big Harley fan. Oh, I want to hear this impersonation. No. <laughs> no, it was horrible. Listen to episode one. It's pretty funny. Oh, God. It should be <laughs> erased. Yeah, it was We're bad. It's okay. Let's do it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Give him a little bit. I can't do it Just anymore. say Puddin' Pop. <laughs> Hey, Puddin' Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel's, Miguel's the voice guy on the show. He does I do a horrible job. On funny voices. I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, uh, your book of the week. Okay. Um, you know, we, we have our, our favorite picks. Uh, top two, bottom two, whatever. But then we also pick one book to kind of highlight. And this week we wanted to pick uh, Mercenary C. Did you read that one? No. Who puts that one out? Uh, it's written by Kel Simmons. Simons, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have that one. It's in my, it's in my pile right here. <laughs> I, sw- I I actually own a comic store a comic store um, in Santa Monica. Oh okay. And uh, I walk in there and uh, I'm going to pick up my books for the week. And uh, my ed- our editor in chief Steve Donnelly just walks up to this guy and is like, "Oh hey, I actually just came to pick up your book." And I'm like, "Oh, what book do you put out?" And he's like, "Oh, the Mercenary C." And I was like, "Oh cool, I'll try it." So I actually met Kel. Kel was in the store Wednesday, just you know, when the book dropped. So it's that's pretty book. awesome. Man. Yeah. You're totally cool, man. <laughs> You're totally cool. 
Well, we, we loved it. Um, it. It wasn't our favorite book of the week, but it was a great week overall. So, I mean, I mean, it definitely belonged in the top five. Awesome. I had actually had a tie. I also chose Fuse. Oh, nice. Did you read that one? I have it in my, in my pool, too. Um, <laughs> but I have not read it. I only read, I think, like five or six books yesterday. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is very hard. But, yeah, uh, we really like Mercenary Sea. It's a uh, high seas adventure kind of comic. Bunch of mercenaries on the submarine that are all uh, expatriates or somehow not allowed to return to where they came from. They're seeking treasure. It's well written. The artwork's good. It's a fun little story. It's something totally different. Yeah, it's completely different than anything else we've read in a long time. I'm flipping through it right now. I swear there's like Whitening Fury in here. There's what? There's Whitening Fury in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I was like, how, how did he come back white? There's a guy that looks just like him. I forgot about that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, what's the premise of the book? Which one, sir? For Mercenary Sea or for Fuse? Yeah, the, the Mercenary Sea. I'm, I'm curious. Um, They're treasure hunters, right? Yeah, they're treasure hunters. They're in a boat, and they can't go back to the States. It's taking place, like, in 1939. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japanese are having issues with the Chinese at the time, and they run around to different islands, uh, giving trading goods with the inhabitants and a few other people, just doing odd jobs, trying to find, like Justin said earlier, treasure or money or whatever they can do. Sounds like my daily job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. Awesome. And Infuse is set on a, uh, going back to the other book, where Confuse is set on a Russian space station. Yeah. Uh, people up there, uh, they have cops and everything else, and people are getting killed. And you can't have guns up there, obviously, but there's still some there uh, because they're on the space station. And this uh, black guy is teamed up with uh, this old, old, old woman. Well, there's this, there's a cop from Earth yeah. who chose to go to the space station, and they make it seem like that's something nobody would ever choose to do. Uh, they make it seem like you know, it's kind of a death sentence for your career to go to the space station and be a police officer, but he actually chose to go there, and they don't really explain why. They leave that little bit of mystery to kind of entice you to come back. And when he gets up there, he meets his partner, who's this real bitter old woman. And uh, they're completely mismatched, but somehow they still work together. And uh, they're trying to, like, hunt down hobos that are somehow messing with the circuitry that controls the space station. And people are getting killed, too, though. Yeah. The, the art, I'm flipping through it right now, and the art of it just reminds me of uh, Quantum and Woody a lot. Yeah, it's similar. It's a lot of fun. It looks it looks like a fun book. Both, of those, both of those were really enjoyable, but um, like I said, a lot of good stuff. They just didn't quite make it to the top. I met actually the artist uh, Justin Greenwood, Greenwood, whenever the Image Expo was a couple months ago. So he he was a really nice guy. He's really excited to put this out there. So that's cool. Yeah, small world. Wow. I'd love to go to Image Expo someday. Mo- I know, right? Most of the books we read and love are Image books. Yeah. Uh, we've kind of moved away from superheroes for the most part. I mean, I, we still read quite a bit of Marvel, but yeah. some of the New Fifty Two stuff has really disappointed us, and we've moved away from a lot of it. That's what it is, man. You got to pick up the stuff you like and the stuff you know, and try some. You never know. You can, with a new artist or a new team, try to jump on, see if you kind of if it catches your attention a little bit, and, and have fun putting the pieces back together. Yeah. Like one of the things like that's I've always found really weird and like about comic books is people are always like, oh, like I'm not gonna try this book. It's like number seven. I'm like, what do you mean it's number seven? Like you pick up stuff from the middle all the time. You watch an episode of TV if it's just on, or you you can people you know I'll pick up whatever. And just pick it up, and hopefully it's a, it's a good enough story that I'll want to go find one through six or go find the issues before it. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm a crazy completionist, so I always do that. Anytime I pick up a book in the middle and I like it, I have to find all the back issues. <laughs> but it's fun. It's part, of, it's part of being a collector. It's part of being into comic books. It's kind of like that that adventure. You know, It's like, oh, I've got to find issues one through six. And you go, you do the eBay thing. You go around to different stores. And, 
tree paperbacks make that a lot easier nowadays too though a lot easier <laughs> yeah he definitely goes on ebay a lot i think he lives on that site <laughs> I mean, you should see this office i mean seriously there's a lot of deadpool stuff in there he has a, he's gone back and got a lot a lot of stuff i've been with him when we track things down too we've gone to comic book stores and nowhere no towns i mean it's crazy but yeah uh, i drive around looking for stuff that i need for my collection and i do spend a lot of time on ebay but i, I run an ebay store so nice so tell us, um, tell us a little bit more about OS about Awesome Comics. I keep saying OSSM because I assume OSSM stands for something. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's I'm a big dork, and uh, I'm actually from Santa Monica. So my my initials are Omar Spahi Santa Monica, and it kind of spells out awesome. Oh, okay. So Awesome Comics has been uh, like kind of our company, and I just kind of ran with it and, and wanted to have fun with it and kind of redefine awesome in, in its own way because a lot of people like say awesome all the time so I'll be like oh OSSM what's that stand for I'm like awesome and they're like oh that's awesome I'm like exactly you're saying it all the time it's marketing and it's 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 something that kind of keeps us on people's minds yeah I, I noticed that I actually listened to the podcast you were on last week at uh was it Nerd Locker yeah yeah they're, they're awesome yeah, they, Jacob there they really say awesome cool. a lot <laughs> <laughs> you're now being stalked I'm just letting you know <laughs> I, I, I got into their head and I made them say it like 37 times. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Not going to do it. Not going to do it? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Miguel. You got, you got to play along, man. <laughs> yes, I got to play along. You're probably one of the coolest people I've ever met, to be quite honest with you, Omar. I expected something totally different, but yeah, you're pretty cool, man. You guys are, are awesome as well. There it is again. Awesome. <laughs> we try to be. Have you seen the Lego movie? I haven't. Is it, is, I heard great things about it. Everything is awesome in the Lego movie. <laughs> nice. That's actually the theme song. Everything is awesome. <laughs> I hear Batman's hilarious in it. Oh my god, Batman is so funny in that movie. And and they, they make fun of Green Lantern and Superman's kind of a dick. <laughs> it's great. That's so cool. Okay, so awesome comics. Let's talk about where you guys are going in the future. Like, what other upcoming titles besides Daniel are coming out? Um, I'm trying to go for, like, a, a Lex Luthor thing, and we're going to try to take over the whole comic book industry by killing everybody. Nice. Hmm. But, like, in a business way, not, like, a, like, an overly, like, scummy way, like Deathstroke or, or somebody like that or, or any other mercenary. We're, we're, I think, we're, honestly, what we're trying to do with, with Awesome Comics is just put out good books. Um, we have, on schedule right now, we have a couple things we can't talk about yet, but we have Monomyth, which is written by Seek Donnelly, which is just a, a super fun what-if book. It's like the ultimate what-if book. I heard the premise on the other podcast, but go ahead and tell Miguel because he doesn't know about it. It, it sounded really cool. Yeah, it's, it's like, what if Lucifer wasn't the one who fell and uh, it was Michael? So it turns out that Michael's really the bad guy and Lucifer's the good guy. So what if like the Eve never ate the apple in the Garden of Eden? Oh wow! So it's it's like the ultimate what if story. So the so humans have never left Eden, and it's about kind of like that war that would take place between humans and the angels. Huh. It's so a really it's, that's a really interesting cool. concept. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds something like right out of Supernatural. Yeah, exactly. Supernatural is I think one of Seek's favorite shows, so I think that's it draws it. It's definitely a big. Uh, motivating factor for him but it's, I've, I've read it and it's it's awesome and Eric Natowski has done the art on it and my god is it beautiful it, it reminds me of Jim Lee like current day Jim Lee but it's it, it, it is gorgeous he's done an amazing job both of them and the book is just really 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 a, awesome yeah I'm a fan of awesome art I don't like shitty <laughs> art 
<laughs> You'd heard my rant about Batman last week. Yeah. I hate the shitty art. <laughs> you don't like uh, you don't like um, Greg Capullo? No, we like Greg Capullo. We um, it's the Batman. We had a we had a pretty big rant last week about uh, Batman twenty seven because uh-huh. it was it was the third issue that had come out that was entirely textless. It was only the artwork and no actual text. Batman twenty seven? Did I forget that? Really? It's the third it's issue in that series because they did the one right after Robin died. They oh, did, they did, Batman uh, the Dark Knight. Right. They did yes. another one a couple yeah. issues later, and then there was the, the Dark Knight twenty seven, which just came out. Yeah. So it was, just it felt to us like it was just lazy. <laughs> like there've been three times in a row where they put out a book with no text. But it was called Silence, and I was like, okay, that's a cool like really focus on the art for a whole book. You don't really get to do that in comic books, at least for me, because I'm a writer, so I like to read the comic books. So it's cool to like focus on the art and like the art of the visual storytelling and stuff like that. They and they did it with Batman: The Dark Knight. And they did it with Batman and Robin. So they did it with two different series. Mm-hmm. So one of them was like I thought it was cool. I didn't. I that was. I, I have to say that 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 Batman and Robin issue was not my my favorite. It was really really tragic because you know Robin had just died and all right. that. But it didn't push me either way. I was just like, oh cool. It's nice to see art by itself for once. I thought it was an interesting concept at that time. Yeah. Um, more so than it was just in the random issue 27. <laughs> At least it kind of fit with what was going on in the Batman universe right then. Yeah. It just seemed kind of lazy to me <laughs> for Dark Knight 27. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. We already had a big discussion about that last week, so probably shouldn't dwell on it too long this time. So how many um, how many other writers do you have at Awesome besides yourself? Uh, right now we have uh, Brian Bucciolato, who's actually writing Rogue's Rebellion. And uh, Flash, he was writing Flash up until issue 29, I believe, and now he's going to be on Detective starting on 30. He's going to be putting out a book with us, uh, Foster, which is his series, which is kind of um, a little bit like, what if you had, what if you kind of like, a kid fell into your lap and you tried to protect him from this world of, of these kind of creatures? And what if this, what if your son was one of them? So that's kind of what it like ties into, and it's a really fun concept. It's a it's a six-issue mini, hmm. and it's a, it's a lot of fun. Cool. So is he, is he the only one? Him, uh, Seek, and myself. Where those are the three main people there right now. Okay. Are you guys have, working on expanding? Are you trying to recruit people from other independent? Oh, yeah, definitely. We have we have a lot of submissions right now. Seek's looking through, and we're looking for our next book because we have uh, quite a few things in the pipeline. But can't talk about those yet. Those are going to be all fun announcements coming up. Uh, hopefully, by uh, some by WonderCom, some by Comic Con, and then another one at New York. Awesome. So. Well, we'll definitely keep our. Eyes and ears open. <laughs> I hope I hope you guys like them. I hope we get some uh, some cool stuff. Hopefully, we get some traction from those. Well, we're happy to help you if you want to come back oh, on yeah. the show to promote. You're more than welcome to. Awesome! I will. I will. I'll be back. I love you guys. You guys are awesome to hang out with. And <laughs> with. Cool. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, if you guys like have like one book a month that's like your book, what would it be? That's a really hard question because we read so many. Like if I if I could only pick one book to read. Yeah, like you're on a desert island with only. One book. It would probably have to be Deadpool for me, just because I've been a fan of the character since I was a little kid, and I've got 95% of every Deadpool issue that's ever come out. All the <laughs> variant covers, all the appearances, and there's very little I'm missing in my collection. Do you have New Mutants 98? Three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm a big time Deadpool fan. <laughs> Do you have the whole New Mutants run? Yes. You're on top of it. I have 7,800 comics. Wow. I think I'm close to you. Without the store, the store, I think I'm beating you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> awesome. For me, obviously, well, 
I'm not going to say it because I'd be by myself on an island. <laughs> so I'm not going to choose Harley this time. I know it's shocking. I would go with Saga. Oh, wow. That's a good book. I'm just loving Saga. Yeah, Saga. I, I picked that one up off the shelves, and it was kind of the first book that really pulled us into buying creator-owned books instead of just buying the big two. Yeah. Um, I picked up Saga, and I, I thumbed through it, and I was like, this is pretty interesting. I really like the artwork. It seems kind of like Star Wars. So I called Miguel, and I was like, I'm on my way home, but you should stop by and pick up this book. I think they have a couple of copies left. So we swung by and picked up the first issue, and we've been getting it ever since. And, I mean, we had no idea it was going to turn into the hottest book in the last two years. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like the next Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. We both want a lion cat. <laughs> <laughs> I know, lion cat definitely draws a lot of attention. It's like, it's such a fun character. So yeah, it'd be Saga. And yourself, what would be your book? Man, that is a tough, tough question. Um, I, I would probably go, weirdly enough, with, like, Nightwing. I think Nightwing to me has had like ooh you know what I'm gonna take that back I'm gonna go with uh, Batman Beyond Universe hmm, okay have you, guys, have you guys read Batman Beyond Universe no okay well I, growing up I was a huge fan of Batman the animated series so when all the DVDs came out I was like oh hell yeah and I powered through all those I watched all the Batman Beyond DVDs and I was like more and they're just like <laughs> oh no that's it you, you've, you've done everything you've watched everything and I'm like oh come on how do I get more and so Batman Beyond just kind of picks up right where it left off and it's kind of like the next step in kind of that whole like world so it's just so fun to continue that like as a from a child to like to now you know yeah I, I loved those shows too when I was growing up is that the Batman in the red and black suit that is the red and the black suit okay I know what you're talking about then yeah I've seen some stuff here and there and my kids movies and whatever yeah. but I, I've never actually read the comics maybe I'll pick that up and trade yeah you it is a blast and you can get them I don't know if you guys do digital but if you do get check it out digitally I mean they come out every I think Saturday there's Justice League Beyond and Batman Beyond and both of them are just freaking sweet cool so if you guys get a chance definitely pick those up I will have to do that (laughs) I never say no to picking up new comics I mean I'm I'm willing to give anything a chance (laughs) there goes the problem oh we're now at $90 this week oh wait a minute no it's $120 gotta buy some sleeves and backs (laughs) will you stop it Awesome. <laughs> uh, he keeps saying sleeves and backs. When you tell him it's bags and boards, it drives me crazy when he says that. And he knows it, so he does it on purpose all the time. <laughs> Need more sleeves and bags. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start saying it, too. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna make everyone at the store say, do you have bags and boards? Do you mean sleeves and bags? Yeah, we got those. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <Just awesome>. Start <laughs> a trend. That's right. Just like sleeve stacking. <laughs> so since you uh, do the Batman Beyond thing, do you own any of the other DC movies? The animated uh, ones? Yeah, I have the Flashpoint Paradox. I have all of Young Justice, all of uh, uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. I've seen all of those. Those are just so much fun too. So I mean, DC animated has just been so much fun. Have you seen Justice League War yet? I haven't. I've been dying to, and I just have not had. I have not had two minutes to myself in, in way too long. Yeah, you seem like a really busy guy, so <laughs> it's not surprising. <laughs> I, I wish I had more time. That's my biggest complaint. Is like I, I've been up since early this morning, and then after this, I have to go work out, and it's just, it's. I'm gonna get home, and I'm literally gonna pass out. And I'm just like, Damn, wow, <laughs> come on, I gotta find some time to watch some, some DC animated movies. Bathroom time. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's what you write. My bad. Watch it in ten minute segments <laughs> over the course of two weeks. <laughs> Bathroom times when I read, not when I write. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I think about stuff on the bathroom, but I don't really. I know. Think, what I think is more in the shower. I think like shower is when I get like my like my essential like plot outlines out. I'm like, okay, how am I gonna make this comic book work? And I just like think like, all right, what would be like some really cool thing? 
what's something that hasn't been done? How do I mess with this character? You know, and, and kind of like mess around with them. You know, so is that is that your typical writing process? You just take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't actually do any writing. I just stare at the wall for like thirty minutes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's it's it's a part of it. Is is I heard always heard the story growing up from my dad. It's like there's this guy who's sitting in a room staring at a wall and he's always and people are always coming up to him like yo we gotta do this we gotta do that we gotta do this and he's like hold on I'm working he's like what do you mean you're working you're just staring at the freaking wall and he's like you know you have to think things out how things are gonna get done or else you're gonna go back and do things five times over and do things wrong and, and trial and error it's like good to think things out and get them done right the first time you know yeah so, so I, I try to do that when I can when in my shower time which is the only time I really have to think to myself <laughs> can I understand that <laughs> you get that <laughs> what about you guys? Do you guys, uh, what do you guys want to do in the future? Well, actually, I do have an idea for a comic, um, and I do have some experience writing, but I've never pursued it before. Uh, this is my this is my year to get motivated and get a lot of stuff accomplished. Uh, first thing was getting this podcast off the ground. It's something I've been talking about for the last two years, and I finally convinced Miguel to come along with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You're and I'm it. go ahead. You're doing it. Yeah, yeah, I am finally, and I'm loving it too. It's it's been great, and you know now I have this idea for a book, and you know it's gonna take a little bit of work to write out the script and and see if I can flesh it out into a full story. But uh, I'm gonna work on it. See what Take I can lots do. Lots of showers. Yeah, lots of showers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun to just break down books, and and if you want to maybe if you ever need help writing or need some advice on like this is where the story is kind of going, where's the like the, the the place where it has to end, I can always help you with that or. I have the ending. I don't have the beginning. I can also help you with that. And what, what kind of the, you know, the hoops and the trials and the tribulations. That's awesome. That is freaking awesome. Oh yeah. my God. I'll definitely take you up on that offer yeah. when I get a little bit further along than where I am. Yeah. It's, it's all about structure. It's, it's so weird how it's about structure and it's about the journey people go through. And then, you know, people can't, just, you can't just be at the end and be happy. It's just, you have to go through everything to get you to that point. And that's what, that's what writing is about. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's not necessarily about the end. It's about the journey. Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> Get deep up in here. <laughs> well, I'm a lot older than Justin. Uh, not much. <laughs> not a lot older. You're like 10 years older than me. It's not that much. I don't know. He did kind of drag me along into this. Uh, the two years waiting was not my fault. But I've actually enjoyed this. It's a lot of fun. We work together at the same company, but I also coach basketball. My, nice. my dream was to coach collegiately. Don't know if that's ever going to happen. We've also talked about maybe going toward comic book store owning one day. Yeah, eventually we'd like to own our own shop as well. Nice. Well, you guys have me if you guys need advice. So I'd be happy to help you guys out. Sometimes that's what happens. You get a collection that's too big and you're just like, what do I do with all this stuff? Oh, I guess I'll just open a store. That's basically what I've done with eBay. It's a good starting point. <laughs> it is, and it's great to kind of work together and kind of get get more people in from it and a lot of opportunities will come from the store. So it store is really just, it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. It's really rewarding. So he's motivated for the year. I'm just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just enjoying the ride and going along with him pretty much where we decide to go and just enjoying it. I really am having a lot of fun. Yeah, we just want to make this as, as successful as possible. And, you know, you're our first guest, and the interview seems to be going pretty well. <laughs> so I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> hopefully we'll have more interviews. And uh, we actually have some news. Uh, there's a local Comic-Con. It's getting bigger every year. It's called Comic Palooza. I've heard of that. Where, where are you guys? We're in Houston, Houston, Texas. Nice. And my friend John uh, actually used to own the comic shop I went to all the time. 
But he closed down the shop in order to focus on running conventions, and Comic loses his baby. And it's a great con. I mean, it's 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 getting bigger and bigger every year. But uh, he invited us to come, and we're going to be doing a live show there this year. Awesome! Hopefully be doing a few interviews with different writers and artists, so hopefully the fans that we do have will come out and see us. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, we're going to make mention to you. If you have it open on your day, just come down. Yeah. Nice if you're open. I mean, I know you're a busy man, but just, you know, just let you know. <laughs> Wait, when is it? Uh, it's May 23rd through 26th. I'm going to see if I can make it. Okay. That would be awesome. That would be great, yeah. <laughs> no, what's the word? Awesome. Word of the day. Awesome. <laughs> Brought to you by the letters. <laughs> OSSM? Yes. <laughs> and the number? There's Four. a number? I don't know. Four? Yeah, well, I guess. <laughs> I guess we have to have a number. Is this Sex all of a sudden? What happened? <laughs> the word of the day? Awesome. The word of the day? Seven. Yay! <laughs> could have gone the wrong way. It could have been like Pee Wee Herman. Chair. Yay! <laughs> on my age <laughs> my whole office starts freaking out <laughs> so I just checked my schedule the only thing I have in May is the week before the week after it I have uh, Long Beach Comic Con which is the, our home show so we might be able to, to sneak out to Houston hopefully that would be really awesome yeah we've, uh, yeah. we've and we've actually talked about trying to come up to California yeah you guys should come we have a lot of cons over here um, the one I would really suggest is Kamikaze Kamikaze is a lot of fun um, that's Stan Wonder Lee's Con that's Stan Lee's convention right yeah I had uh, one of my attorneys actually represents him, and I got a chance to meet him, like, and have dinner with him, and it was it was so cool because yeah, that's like a dream come true. Oh, gosh, <laughs> we almost tried to drop four hundred dollars a piece to go see him at was it Wizard World in Austin? Yeah, yeah. and he, he talked about that. He was like, you know, like I feel terrible when people like come and spend that much money. You know, it's like I want to meet these people for free, but people you know have to like eat and stuff off of me, and it's just not fair. It's just like he, but he, he's someone, he's so, he's such a character. He walks into the restaurant and he puts his, like his leg on the door as he's opening it. And he's like 90 years old. And he's like, he's like, like, he's like, ah, and he's like using all of his, like, he's pretending to use all of his strength and he's such a fun character. And I'm, you know, I'm acting all cool and, and calm and professional. And I'm like, okay, the waitress asked me first, she's like, what do you want to drink? I'm like, oh, I'll have a Coke. And they're like, what do you want? And he's like, oh, I'll take a screwdriver. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, what the hell? So it, it was really a surreal experience, something I'm, I'm really going to treasure. And wow. hopefully awesome. we'll be able to, to work with him on something one day. Yeah, hopefully he's going to be around for a while and we make something happen with him because he's really the legend of the comic book world. But he's, he's working on everything. I mean, he has movies, TV shows. Uh, like that are, are his own and there are even stuff in like China and Russia and all these like worldwide countries that he's just expanding on such a global scale so it's yeah he's crazy busy for being as being, being as old as he is it's crazy how much he's still doing yeah did you know he invented Spider-Man when he was 40 yeah <laughs> so I mean that's just like can tell you you know like you know, life doesn't really start until you're 40. You know, it's never too late to do anything. You know, because sometimes that's right. <laughs> Miguel's cheering over yes. here. <laughs> yes, I've still got time. <laughs> if you can be a college basketball coach. I believe in you. <laughs> coach K's retiring soon. You're gonna take his spot. You're Whoa. gonna take. <laughs> I'm not going to Duke. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go to coach the Longhorns. Who are you gonna coach? Did you just say the Longhorns? No, yeah. no. <laughs> Actually, I coach girls basketball. Okay. Are they still? Are they not called? Are like the Longhornets? I, I would never you. go to UT ever. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to go to UT. What, nah. What's your What's your school? I would love to go coach at A and M. A and M. If not there, I'd be happy to go to 
anywhere else but UT. <laughs> I better like call like you can't like say, I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, that's right. He just said, if they called me, I definitely would take it. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> it's all just posturing. That's I know right. it. <laughs> they going to pay me how much? Yes, I'll be your coach. <laughs> Absolutely done. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it's, uh, it's about. It's about the community and, and talking to people and, and getting out there. You can. It's n- never too late to, to accomplish anything, you know? Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm. we had a bunch of questions we'd like to ask. We did, but, but you answered a lot of them already. Do you have anything else you wanted to ask him? Oh, let me see here. Did your childhood have any effect on your writing today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if I didn't go to school as a kid, I wouldn't have learned how to read and write. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> awesome answer, though. Uh, but but seriously, yeah, absolutely. Being with comic books and working with comic books has been uh, kind of how I got into it. You know, if I'd never, my mom took me when I was a kid to uh, a Barnes and Noble, and she picked me up uh, the first issue of Flash I ever picked up. It was one of Jeff Johns' run. And I picked it up. I wanted to go find the next one. And then before that, and then after that, I learned there were whole stores that were kind of devoted to these books, these comic books. So it kind of just it got me into the into the industry and got me picking up new titles. And you know, as I grew up and I progressed, and I, I got more and more into titles, and I kind of fell in love more and more with the with the with the medium. Pretty cool. Seeing that you have Daniel and Xenoglyphs out, well, Daniel coming out. Excuse me. Do you prefer to write comics geared toward children or more towards adults? Oh man, that's a tough question. Man, they both have their pros and they both have their cons. Sometimes in like a kid's book, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can do that. Is that too much? And like you, like you, the, the cool thing about it is like you, you have to think about your art, your audience in mind the whole time. And when you're writing like an adult book, it's like, oh, cool. I don't need a filter. I can literally do and say what I want to do and no one can stop me. But with a kid's book, it's like, oh man, like I, I don't want some mom flipping through the, the book and seeing like anything to be wrong with it and then say, oh, my son can't read this. I can't believe he said this is safe for children. Yeah. You know? There's some innuendo in here. There's something, you know, and it's like, oh, man, like, where, where do I draw the line? So it, I, I, I love them both. It's just both have their pros and their cons. Xenoglyphs for me has been more fun to write because of the characters. I mean, Dom and Steven are these two best friends who are trying to stop these nine different elemental stones from falling into the wrong hands. And Dom's essentially like this hacker who can hack into anything and he plays all these computer games, and he's just such a, such a dork that it's just like he's just the most adorable character to write, and it's just so fun and so so full of energy and so full of life. Cool. Well, um, you know, you, your books are all creator-owned, and they're all characters you've invented and, and stories you've come up with. Why did you decide to create your own company rather than going with one of the other established independent publishers? Oh, I didn't. I I went to my first Comic Con. I think it was about three years ago. I think it was about 2011, and I went to I went to New York. I flew out to New York, and I was like, I want to do comic books. I'm gonna do it. So I flew out there, and I uh, I decided, okay, well, who do I like? Who do I have to talk to? So I go to all the publishers. I go to Arkea, I go to Boom, I go to uh, Image, I go to Top Cow, I go to to everyone, and I'm like, hey, I, hey, I have this book, I have this concept, I have the art, I have this, um, and you know, everyone just kind of gives you that same thing when you're at a convention is. Oh, submitted through our normal channels. We don't have time to look at stuff right now. We don't want to take any time. And, and you know, when they go through the normal channels, when you don't have a, a, a personal relationship with people, you get pushed to the back of the pile and you don't get heard from. And, and yeah, it's got to be like, really disheartening. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of people go through that. And I, I, I know a lot of people go through that. And a lot of people want to make comic books because even if we're a small company, we get submissions all the time. 
that's something I don't ever want to do. If someone comes up to me and says, hey, I have this book, I'm always going to give them the time of day and I'm just going to be like, hey, like this is cool, this is cool, change this, this is cool. And uh, if we're willing, if we can work something out, we'll work something out. But, I mean, we want to have a quality book too, you know, and it has to meet certain standards. That's awesome. So you feel like you feel like all the rejection or all the um, exclusivity of the other independent books is what kind of forced you to, to make awesome? Yeah, absolutely. It, it came from... It came from a drive. It's like, hey, man, it, I know I know my stuff is good enough to be out there, and if you're not going to give it the time of day, I know the fans will. So I'm going to put it out there myself, and I'm going to build a company around it and build a brand around it, and uh, that's kind of where it came from. Well, that leads me to this question, then. What would you say to someone who didn't like one of your comics? No, but people, people have told me that before. That, you know, it's it's like it, it doesn't bother me. It's like, listen, you have your opinion, that's fine, and... Every you know, there's people who are gonna love what you do, and there's people that's gonna hate what you do. But as long as you do what you love, uh, you'll be happy. And I really believe that. And it, it's just yeah, it's the best kind of outlook you can have. I mean, yeah, I'm not looking to please everybody. I'm looking to get new fans and people that like what I do. And if and if you know somebody says you know your book is the worst piece of crap ever, I'm just gonna nod and say okay, well thank you for trying it. You I'd know? be surprised if anybody said that though. <laughs> your writing is actually quite good. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I. I I have fun. There are people who have just have come up to me and I've been like, "Hey, I remember you. You picked up the first issue," and I think it's only happened like once or twice. And they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, it just wasn't for me." And I was like, "Okay, that's that's no problem. There's there's no problem." People, he the guy I remember him. He was more of a like a darker horror type guy. And when he picked up a fun kind of lively book like Xenoglyphs, he was like, yeah. "Oh no, it's just it's just not for me." Just not a good match. Not it's necessarily not bad. He's just not a good match for that guy. Yeah, and you never know if, if that's what it is or someone's in a specific mood. I even got, you know, one bad review from this guy on, uh, I think it was like comicbook.com or something. It's one of those websites. Okay. And they gave me like a really low review. And like, I, I've been on CBR, I've been on like Bleeding Cool, and I've been, got great reviews on there. But like this one guy is just like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And he just gets everything wrong about the story and he kind of like <laughs> wants to... So like he, why, did you read it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, like it's an alien story. I'm like, my book doesn't have any aliens in it at all. So. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, it is what it is. And uh, But I can't please everybody, but I'm out there just trying to make the best book I can, and hopefully people like that. How do you feel about um, independent books doing crossovers? Uh, that's something we had on our bullet points for the episode we were going to talk about. Um, Are you talking about the true revival thing? Yes. Oh, <laughs> How do you feel about that? It's two completely different books. I mean, Choose kind of a comedy book, and Revival is kind of a horror book. They don't really go well together, I don't think. I'm, I'm for it. You know, it, that's what the book, the medium is about. It's about pushing the envelope in like new directions, fun directions, and it's it's out there. It's a little bit kind of uh, out of the box thinking because you see, I mean, why why can Superman and Batman cross over? They're two different characters. They're in the same universe. Why not have two? two different books cross over and have some fun with it you know you never know how it turns out and how it's going to be we love fun. we love both series I mean Miguel's been reading Chew since the beginning and I've been reading Revival since the beginning yeah, who and doesn't like Chew he's got poil Chew how don't you like Chew Chew has been so funny oh, no, I, Chew. We, we both love it but he's, okay. he's had it from the beginning and I kind of came into it a little bit later it's been a blast yeah we love both series it's just really kind of hard to imagine how those two series are going to interact <laughs> So. And John John is really a genius as far as writing goes, so I know he, I have one hundred percent faith that he's going to uh, to make it work. Cool. Choose so fun. You just the whole time you're reading that book, you're laughing. It's like one of those books that makes you laugh out loud. Yeah, and that's it does. Really, really rare. 
It does, and it is. It definitely is. What else we got? Any more questions? Here? I got a couple of funny ones here. Uh, so, have you ever had any mishaps that have potentially ruined ruined some of your best work, like dog eating something, or you spilled something on something you're doing? Uh, kind of. <laughs> what is that question? <laughs> you know, I got kids. Don't get my homework. I'm sorry, Omar. I should have screened his questions before we started this thing. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to tell the story then, because now I, it's it's a little bit of a uh, a wild. I don't know if it's a wild story, but it's like a it's like my worst experience at Comic Con. You want me to get into that one? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this was my first show ever. I was just premiering Xenoglyphs number one. I think two and three had just come out. So this is my first Comic Con. I was really excited. Um, I went. I flew to Chicago. Because Wizard World was doing something there in Chicago. And I went there. We, we did Friday. We set up. We did great. We, we had a bunch of sales. You know, we, we always do great. And we go out that night with the, you know, the only people I know who are at the show, because I'm so new to the industry then, is the people who are throwing the show. And they say, oh, come out with us. We're going to have a good time. So, you know, we, we go out. We go to the bar. And since it's Wizard World, they'll have all these, like, celebrities and all these people who are there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to outdrink you. <laughs> that is never ever a good idea. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine any situation where that's you know where that phrase get uttered and something good happens. <laughs> so we start drinking and I'm like, all right, we're taking shots of tequila tonight. So we continue and we're just pounding him back, pounding him back, and he's like, oh, let me introduce you to a buddy. So I walk over, meet Lou Ferrigno. I'm like, oh hell yeah, I'm like, having oh my a great gosh, time. you didn't challenge the Hulk. Please tell me you didn't challenge the <laughs> no, Hulk. No, 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 I, 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 I wasn't that drunk. <laughs> Fast forward until the end of the story, and I'm, I'm Saturday morning, the most the, the most packed time at the convention, and I'm at the booth, and somehow at, at 8.30, I crawled out of bed and made it to the convention by 9. At 9, I got to the show floor. I, this is my first show. I put my head down on the table, and I pass out with the worst hangover ever. <laughs> I get up, and I try to like like get some water in me and like breathe a little bit, and I'm like, Oh, man. It, and then I can tell something just starts, like, brewing inside of me. I'm like, oh, no. So I go, and after the drinking the water, you know, the, the feeling starts to bubble up to me. I'm like, oh, crap, I have to run to a trash can. So I have to I'm run into a trash can, and I just end up, like, puking in a trash can. And uh, that's my first Comic-Con ex- ever. And that is why I don't drink as much at shows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have some friends that might consider that a typical experience. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's just, like, it, you're supposed to be there for business, and, uh, you know, you end up getting sucked into all the fun stuff and stuff like that, so sometimes you got to know where to draw the line, and you got to know when to say yes and when to say no, so it's about the when to do what. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you get awesome stories like this. Yeah. <laughs> You'll always remember the night you met Lou Ferrigno. That's true. <laughs> At least you didn't throw up on the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been much worse. Yeah, Hulk would have been mad. As long as he didn't try to smash me, I'm good. <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's all we have question-wise. Um, we're doing another giveaway for our listeners. Um, I don't want to win. How do I win? <laughs> <laughs> well, to win... Well, first let me tell you what we're giving away. Uh, we talked about Mercenary C earlier today. We picked up an extra copy, so we have a number one first printing to Mercenary C. It just got reordered for a second printing, so we're giving away the first issue. All you have to do to win is like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and either reply to one of our posts or post a comment of your own telling us what your favorite independent comic book is, and you'll be entered in a chance to win. I'm totally 
probably going to win this. <laughs> you might. We didn't have that many entries last time. <laughs> I, will, I will definitely spread the word and hopefully get you guys some people who definitely want that mercenary seat. I actually have the signed copy of it, but it's made up to my name. So as long as the, the winner is Omar, those are like the criteria now. You have to be named Omar and you'll get the signed copy of the mercenary seat. You'll probably win that one. <laughs> what are the odds we have two Omars? Know, right? There's yeah. a big world out there. Yeah, our, our fan base is not that large yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, it's going to get there. Now that I'm on the show, you guys are going to be huge now. I hope so. Oh, yes. I hope this is beneficial for both of us. <laughs> yeah, of course. It, it's always just a lot of fun just hanging out talking with you guys. Well, we really appreciate being on. And uh, just to remind everybody, what day does Nathaniel uh, come out? It comes out April 9th. So make sure you go to your local comic shops and have them put it on your poll list. And where do I send mine to you to get it signed? Uh, <laughs> you can email me after the show and I'll give you my, my personal address. All right. <laughs> or, or hopefully you can come for Comic Palooza. I mean, if that can work yeah, out. That would be great. I'll definitely bring some extra copies of Daniel with me. And in May, I would think I might have uh, the Xenoglyphs trade paperback actually be released. So oh, wow. Right oh, cool. about then, that I might, I might get the first trade. So you guys might be some of the first people to get it if I happen to make it out there, which fingers crossed I do. Oh, wow. That would be awesome. Man, that is totally awesome. <laughs> Man, you totally rock. Thank well, you, guys. We really appreciate being on the show, and you know, hopefully we'll do it again sometime. Maybe the next yeah, time you have another book coming out. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, Justin, Miguel. You guys are awesome. You appreciate too. I think you're very awesome. So. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> all right, well, for all the listeners out there, till next time, keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs>